Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, buddy. I was thinking, you always pick the intro songs. Can I make a suggestion? No. All right. So this is what I'm thinking. <laughs> but I know you're going to anyway. <laughs> so I'm thinking, how about this one? Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and no. back again. No. You know what that's from? I do. What's it from? It's Golden Girls, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. How about... I think we, we should leave this to me. How about Dawson's Creek? Okay. I don't want to wait for my life to That one's better. That one I like a little bit better. Yeah. You got something better. So at least, at, least, at least think about it. I suppose I can think about it. No promises. No promises. That's, that's all I ask. We're, we're, we're a team. Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date, but a year to make love, she wanted you to wait? Hey, hey, guys. Guess what? Some of you may know it's Record Store Day. Number two. Number two. Last Record Store Day of the year with the exception of Black Friday. Which I totally forgot about until somebody reminded us this morning. Yes. It's been a very early morning getting up at 3.30 a.m. our time. So coming at you from Aaron's house, the roadhouse, as I like to call it. James Dorn, coming to talk about those big black CDs that we love, called Records. Except today they're on color. Except for today they're on color. So with me, as always, the guy who never waits for the beat to drop, the guy who is always riding dirty, Aaron Rody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> that one I like. I like him. <laughs> yeah, so uh, those are usually a surprise for Aaron. I don't tell him ahead Almost of time. always. Yes, yeah. almost always. So... Some of you may remember that intro that we just did um, as Biz Marquise, Biz Marquis from uh, the One Hit Wonder, as it were. Just uh, a friend. Just a friend. Uh, I don't know the original song that he sampled, but kind of the I don't either. Kind of a classic, but uh, rapper uh, died at age fifty-seven. Yeah, it's sad. Um, I can guess what happened, but uh, I guess you never really know. Yeah, but we're not going to go into, uh, you know, all that stuff just because that's not fun. Yeah. So uh, when I was just skimming the news here a, a few minutes ago, I found something else. Um, apparently, Courtney uh, Kardashian and Travis Barker from Blink-182 were dating, and I was like, why do I care? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, 
Uh, good, good for them. Last time Blink-182 showed up, they re-recorded one of their classic songs and it sounded awful. Yeah, yeah, that didn't quite work. And how about that Britney drama? You know, She's just trying to make herself relevant again. Yeah, my wife really likes likes the Britney Spears, but she's at that age where Britney was the biggest thing in the world when she was coming up. Um, but it sounds like she still is yet to end that conservative ship over her finances. I mean, I think she's close to my age, I want to say, so... I think, I, yeah. I think she could probably control her finances at this point. You I would, would hope. You would sure hope so. I would I would sure hope so. And I guess that's really all the, the hot news that I got. So getting up at 3.30 in the morning, was it fun for you? It wasn't until about 10 to 7. <laughs> then, then it got to be fun. What's that, what's that Eminem song? <laughs> Knees weak. Uh, arms are heavy, palms sweaty. Yeah, was, that's what, kind of the feeling that we get uh, when everybody puts the chairs back in the car, and you know that final countdown kind of starts. We all start stretching. Oh yeah, got to get the got to get the fingers going, the knees going. Make get sure ready to throw some elbows up, throw some punches. You know, I always tell people I'll I'll throw down on record store day if need be, if we need to. But no, thankfully everybody that we kind of hang out with. That record store day is pretty great. And it kind of helps that we were fourth and fifth in line today, too. So Yeah, I was a little surprised that we got up as high <laughs> as we did. My wife did not care to join us for this one. <laughs> you know, she doesn't really listen to records that much. She was given the option. She was. I walked her up and she looked at me and went, oh, thank you. Although it would have been nice for somebody to make a coffee run for us today. Yeah, instead of us having to take turns. But, you know, we won't we won't complain too much. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I'm sure Quick Trip appreciated. Quick Trip's a local gas station. I appreciated seeing my car multiple times. Yeah, right. <laughs> so. so, Aaron, what were, you, uh, what were you planning on getting at Record Store Day? So, what was the plan going in? Admittedly, today I wasn't as excited for as the first one. Until yesterday, um, James did a little digging um, into the list and found a couple hip hop ones that you know he thought I might like. So I ended up taking a look at that. Initially, I had two that I was going to look for. Uh, one being Kip Moore live at Grimey's Nashville, uh, which is a single. Um, or it's got four songs on it, I should say. And then Future's uh, Evil, E-V-O-L, um, which uh, it's the fifth anniversary um, of that album that came out while I was at college at St. Norbert. And it was an album that I listened to quite a bit with one of my buddies there, so I was really looking forward to that. And then I contemplated getting the Beastie Boys... Uh, release, which was one of their punk albums, um, before they started the whole hip hop thing. Um, I don't know how to pronounce the title of it. It's in Aglio e Oilio, yeah. which I believe I've been told is supposed to be garlic and oil, which we haven't confirmed. So yes, take that for what you My will. knowledge of the Italian language is relatively limited. Yes, absolutely. So those were the ones that I was kind of looking for. James sent me a few yesterday. Um, 
that kind of broadened what I was going to look for. One of them being Swollen Monsters, um, their greatest hits. I kind of got a House of Pain vibe with them a little bit yeah, when I listened to them. So. Even when I looked at their picture on Spotify, I could feel that too. And then the other one was, I'm going to butcher this, but it's Smoke uh, Diza, DZA. Um, uh, so I ended up picking those up as well. So I ended up with four uh, Record Store Day picks, and then... I did get the um, soundtrack for the movie In the Heights, which is a newer musical that came out that uh, my girlfriend and I watched and really enjoyed. So I have the Hamilton box set. It's the same guy uh, wrote this show. So I had to pick that one up as well. Nice. So my game plan going in um, was to also get that Beastie Boys album. Um, I was going to probably get uh, Donna Summer's Bad Girls. Uh, fool, fool. Foo Fighters, Hail Satin, I believe it is, or Satin, Satin, bad at reading, uh, Hollow Notes Voices, uh, the war box set called uh, War of the Vinyl, 1971 to 1975, and then kind of a last minute one that I was interested in was uh, Ann Peebles, this is Ann Peebles, which I came across when I was watching some online unboxing videos. Uh, namely, uh, you spin me around stores on YouTube. Um, they're a little high energy. Mm-hmm. The the wife of the owner is uh, very flamboyant when she talks. <laughs> so, like, I'm, you know, props to her. She's living her best life. So, what I actually ended up buying was first of all, I walking through. Uh, what caught my attention was Terry Nation's Dalek Terror. I'm actually a really big Doctor Who fan, and this I don't think was on any list that I saw, and it is definitely a um, exclusive Record Store Day 2021 release. So I didn't know what it was, but I know I like Doctor Who, so I just went and grabbed it. It's a 2LP, and it's on um, Extermination Splatter, so what makes me think is probably Red Splatter would be my guess. I think so. And it has uh, Alert All Dalek Forces. Um, and then um, doesn't really give me a whole lot on the other side. It says from the worlds of Doctor BBC Doctor Who. You know, and looking at the cover of that one, it's got a very almost comic book feel to it, which I think is really cool. Right, which is appropriate. I only recently started getting into like collecting some of the Doctor Who uh, vinyl. A lot of it is um, there were certain episodes of Doctor Who that got lost in a fire in the BBC in the 60s. And over the years, they've recovered some of it from uh, like defunct television stations that had recordings left in certain places. Um, sometimes we had people who recorded just the audio of it. And then what they did is they recreated um, scenes with animation. Uh, so th- there's some people that are really working hard to kind of recreate Doctor Who. I don't believe this is one of those lost episodes. I think this is probably looking at it, uh, either a radio program or, or something along those lines. I was able to get the War box set. Uh, it's the 50th anniversary. Uh, it's their first, uh, I don't know if it's their first five, but it's their five um, big albums. One called War, All Day Music. World is a Ghetto, Deliver the World, and Why Can't We Be Friends. Um, these aren't especially uncommon albums, but they haven't been released 
since their first runs. This box that's limited to just 5,000. And I want to say, if I remember correctly, they were actually on some sort of colored vinyl. Yeah, it says up on the up on the sticker in the corner that it is colored. And surprisingly, I paid under $100 for this box set for five records, and I thought that that was actually a pretty good deal. Yeah, I think that's a very reasonable price for what you're getting. I um, got the Foo Fighters um, DGs, Hail, Hail Satin. Uh, so what this is, is three songs of the Bee Gees that the Foo Fighters re-recorded, one of which is um, You Should Be Dancing, which they did make a music video of, and it's everything you needed to be. It sounds, it sounds amazing. Uh, and then, I don't know what the other two songs are, because I haven't opened this yet, and they're not listed on the back. And then what I was told was the rest of the album is um, songs from uh, Medicine After Midnight. So was that listed under... When they had it up, was it under D or F? I'll be honest, I was flying through there so fast, yeah, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't pay they attention. They had quite a few copies of that one, and that was a, a big want for a lot of people. Yeah, they had a lot. And then I got this promotional record um, called Miss Henry, live at the Casbah. So I paid nothing for this. And then it says, uh, there it says, on the heels of their celebrated release, this hit represents the last waltz. The band is back with their fifth album recorded live at the legendary San Diego nightclub. So I don't really know what this is. American Music Show has uh, a note on here, and it says, starts with the band as a bass sound, adds a mess of influences ranging from gospel to deep purple, and turns into a wall of sound jam band a vibe that's nothing but fun. So that sounded like something I would like. And it's completely free. And it's got five songs on it. No harm to try a free record. No harm to try. So that's the extent of what I purchased for myself. Um, I had did not get the Beastie Boys, even though there's plenty of copies of it. I just kind of thought about it. And, and I love, love the Beastie Boys. But their punk stuff um, it's kind of hit or miss for me and yeah. definitely more into their hip hop yeah and we both had a couple in our hands that we actually went and put back um, my big thing on record store day is you know these are things that are released in limited quantities I don't want to take something that I know other people would probably want and appreciate more than me um, so that, that Beastie Boys is one that I grabbed initially and then I went and put back um, and I know you had a few that you ended up putting Correct. back. I did not see Donna Summer. Um, it was my understanding that it wasn't there. Uh, Hall & Oates I did not see. But honestly, Hall & Oates, I love Hall & Oates, but I'm not upset that I didn't get that. The Ann Peebles I just did not see. And that's uh, there's only 1,500 copies um, printed of this. And the original ones go for like four to $600 online. So I kind of feel like the chances of me getting that are probably probably pretty slim. Um, all in all, not a bad not a bad record store. No, I agree. Um, the other thing is, you know, they when they released the list, they showed the covers of all these albums. So there was one, the Swollen Monsters, that uh, the cover online and the cover that they had in the store were not the same. So that really threw me off. I had to 
stop and kind of take my time and read the cover of it before I realized what that was. Otherwise, I totally would have missed that. But Yeah, it gets kind of frantic in there. If you've never been to a record store day, there's a lot of people. Uh, even with COVID, it can be kind of um, a lot going on. It helped that they were only letting 20 people in the store at a time, so that was kind of nice. It, it allows you nice. to take your time a little bit, but also you want to hurry through so other people can get in. Other things I had in my hand, I had the uh, Dave Davies album in my hands. Um, I had the Aretha Franklin Live, I don't remember where, in my hands. And then the BC Boys, and then I was doing the math total, and that was getting me over 200 while well, on the way to 300. And I was like, honestly, I'm probably not going to listen to this Beastie Boys. The Aretha Franklin I'd listen to and probably like, but not enough to, you know, hold on to it when there's probably a more hardcore fan out there. Mm -hmm. um, then that Donna Summer album, it's not especially hard to find Donna Summer stuff. I got some of it already. And that was one that our local exclusive company just simply didn't get a copy of. Correct. And I got some uh, friends in the, the Second Chance Record Group. In the low places? Yeah, the high places, the <laughs> highest of places. Um, they are um, looking to see if they can find it at their local store. Had a lot of fun conversations. Yeah, today was actually really fun. I mean, we both brought our switches, anticipating to just kind of sit there and play a little bit. But I don't think either of us really... I didn't play. Yeah. We took a funny photo with one of my switches, but <laughs> yeah. um, I was playing, I had pulled out my Tony Hawk on Switch and took a picture by a sign that says no skateboarding. Yeah. And then the cops showed up half an hour later. Yeah, not to talk drove, to me. Drove by anyway. Yeah, they were just checking. They heard some hooligans. But we had, we had lots of good, fun conversations with people that we haven't seen since June. Right. And probably won't see until Black Friday. Or next summer. Or next summer, yeah. All right. So I guess moving on to the so, reviews. Well, we got one other bit to talk about. One more bit. We got one thing. Uh, one of the Aaron's guys so that we serious. talked to last time, he's got a 3D printer at home. Yeah. And he, uh, you know, he, after we got there and we said, hey, you know, we started talking, he gave the show a little gift, which admittedly I don't know much about. I had to explain to Aaron what this was. Um, I forget the technical term for it, but... He called it, it a strobe, I believe. Strobe, that's what it was. So I knew what it was right away. It's uh, essentially a puck that you put in the center of your record player, and there's dots on it, and as it spins, um, it will kind of make like a, a strobe-like effect, and that tells you that your record player's speed is correct. Yeah, so... It It'll work at 33 and a third or 33 and a half, whatever, and 45 RPMs as well. Right. The one he made specifically for us has a, a Pac-Man Ghost on it too, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. So, Brandon, if you're listening. Thank you. Thank you again. We appreciate the thought. Yeah. If you would maybe like one of these 3D printed strobes, hit us up. We could see if we can get you one from Brandon. Yeah. Put you in contact with the man, the myth, the legend, Brandon. <laughs> So, All right. So there we go. Sorry, I'm just trying to set it down nicely as to not make a lot of noise. We don't need any extra background noise. We, We've got to sound professional. <laughs> we make enough of it on our own. <laughs> so probably a good opportunity to say, just a reminder, if you're listening to the show and you want to reach out to us, feel free to follow us on our Facebook page 
One More Record podcast. There is a button on there that you can click that will take you right to our email of one more record podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter. Uh, do have the bulk of our stuff on Facebook as it allows for us to type longer messages and more easily interact with you. But if you have any questions, want to tell us what you're listening to, just want to share your thoughts on our show, send us a message. If you want to be a guest on the show one day and talk music with us, feel free to let us know too. We are always open to suggestions, new segment ideas. If you just want to talk music and records, we love that too. Right. We will not give you medical advice though. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Sometimes I can't help myself. Yeah, right. All right. So, so let's move on to the reviews. Aaron, what record did I set you up with last episode? So last episode I was told I was getting a modern rock album and, uh, I actually guessed that it would be a Black Keys album, which I was right. So I got... Um, it was not a hard guess. I love <laughs> the Black Keys. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, oh, shoot. Thick Freakness. I got the Black Keys Thick, Thick Freakness. Um, and I know this is one of uh, James' favorite brands. He's almost got their entire collection on vinyl. I need El Camino. And it was one that he'd been listening to quite a bit lately, but... I didn't really know much about them. Um, so this is their second album, which interestingly was recorded mostly in one 14-hour session in Patrick Carney's basements, uh, basement with an early 80s recording device. 8-track. Yeah. So this, uh, this album is super raw sounding, sounds a little dirty, um, but honestly, I love that sound. It doesn't sound like it was fake produced in a music lab. I felt like it punches you right in the gut right it, off the gut. It really does, which, yeah. which is awesome. You don't see and hear music like that too much anymore. Um, you know, it, it doesn't sound overproduced, edited down, and to me that just ruins the music. Um, and when I listen to it, I get kind of a blues feel. Um, I can see the, the rock you know, aspect of it, but it kind of feels like a blues record to me too. Um, you know, Dan Auerbach's vocals come off as very raw, almost untrained at times, and adds to the blues sound. I love the heavy guitar riffs and honestly, the simple feel to most of it. Um, I feel like when there are only two members in a band like this, it leads to a lot less, you know, volatility during work and doesn't muddy up the sound. There's usually not as many creative issues. Um, the band can just have fun, play their music, and make it sound the way they want it to sound. Um, I could hear a little bit of an Aerosmith, Aerosmith vibe on the first song on the B-side, which is Hurt Like Man, uh, with their riff, uh, which was also really cool. Um, so the normal questions we ask, is this an album I would have bought for myself? Honestly, I'm not sure. I do like rock music. I like the, some of the modern rock. I probably would have bought a Keys album at some point, but I don't know if this would have been the one. Um... And I probably would have bought it just because I know you talk about them a lot and you really enjoy them. Um, I just, I'm not 100% sure this would have been it. Second, will I be keeping this album? Definitely. Um, it already made it into my rock rotation and it's kind of working its way into my more regular rotation as well. Which, you know, I didn't really plan on that happening. I wasn't sure what to expect going in. 
but I definitely enjoyed it and will be enjoying it quite a bit going forward. Awesome. Another great pick. Glad you liked it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites. And I was, uh, when I was starting to pick out records that I liked that was um, listed as one of the albums that sounds a lot better on vinyl. And I would agree with that. I did listen to it on Spotify at work the other day, and it sounds much better on vinyl. So, now the big burning question that I've had for a couple weeks. What did you think of Mr. Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince? All right. So, as he said, uh, he gave me the album, He's the DJ, I'm the Rapper. This is the duo of Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Released March 29th, 1988 on Jive slash RCA Records. This was their second album. It was certified triple platinum by the RIAA on February 1st of 1995. Had three notable singles from it. The first one being Brand New Funk and was only released promotionally and really didn't achieve much success. The second one, Parents Just Don't Understand, won the first ever Grammy for Best Rap Performance, reached number 12 on the Billboard uh, US 100. The single uh, Nightmare on My Street was the third one, reached 15 on the Billboard Hot 100. And speaking of the last <laughs> one, there was a little drama with this record. There's quite a bit of drama. Let's go back. Brand New Funk, for me, is my favorite song on that album. So for it to not have had the commercial sex success back then kind of hurts me a little bit. Yeah, no, I uh, <coughs> definitely agree that that was a good song. And I got some more notes here about my favorite parts of it. So I don't want to get too far into it. Mm -hmm. What else was your favorite song? I, I really like that. It opens with nightmare on my street too. I think that's a really cool song. And yeah, it, it when tells you, a story. When you um, did gave this to me, you specifically said that that was probably one of your favorite songs. Mm -hmm. So when we, I got this in my hand. One of the first things that like jumped out to me was there was actually a pretty like big disclaimer on it, and. It was basically saying that this is not part of the soundtrack for Nightmare on Elm Street, and they have nothing to do with New Line Cinema, and anybody who was alive in the 80s or, and aware of pop culture knows that Freddy Krueger was a pretty big deal at uh, this time. I don't even know when uh, Nightmare on Elm Street came out. So... Um, this came out uh, around the time that they were working on Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Okay. So it wasn't out yet. Okay. So this was kind of probably at the height of Freddy Krueger hysteria. Sure. So um, they were working on their fourth movie in the series. This would be the Dream Master one. Um, at its heart, the song Nightmare on My Street was really an homage to the immensely popular horror franchise. Mm -hmm. um, they even made a music video for the song, which would later get shelved as a part of the lawsuit. And I don't believe it actually ever got really airplay. Um, it ended up in someone's basement and it, at some point saw the light of day, yeah. which you can go on YouTube right now and you can very easily find it. It's a really cool music video. It's a little strange, 
but I think it's really cool. Yeah, the Freddy in that video <laughs> almost looks like anybody who was around in the 80s uh, may remember Max Hedrum. You probably don't because that's a really obscure reference. <laughs> But he's got kind of a big flat head, almost Frankenstein-ish look. Okay. His skin is gray. He's wearing like a Billy Idol 80s leather jacket. His claw glove doesn't look like looks like he's got a bunch of vape pens on it. I mean, all probably an attempt to not get sued. Right. So, so what happened? How did this lawsuit come about? So about the same time, the Fat Boys uh, released a song called Are You Ready for Freddy? And I read a couple different um, articles about this whole scenario, and it sounds like radio stations all over the country were put, putting these songs up against each other, going, which Freddie song do you like better? <laughs> and um, apparently New Line was more backing, uh, backing the Fat Boys a little bit. And I think from what I got out of it is the Fat Boys song would end up being in the movie. Oh, interesting. So Jazzy was um, saying that they tried to get them to put their song in the movie when the lawsuit started. And they're like, "It's not going to. This lawsuit isn't going to help. It's going to hurt you." Mm-hmm. Little they know later, Will would become one of the biggest actors in Hollywood. Right. So I'm willing. I didn't look it up, but I'm willing to bet that he probably never did another new line. Did, did a new line movie? I would guess probably not. So. Um, and what I gathered out of this whole situation, too, is ultimately Jazzy Jeff and Will ended up paying. They just settled out of court. They're it's almost easier that way. Get all the bad, bad stuff off your name and just kind of. I don't think the, I don't think these days that would have flew. Like yeah. I think that they would have <laughs> got they would have gotten away with it. They it sounds won. like a very BS lawsuit. Yeah, no, I would 100% agree with that. So let's start winding things into my thoughts on the album. So I just turned 40 40 years old, and I grew up in the central part of Wisconsin um, without much exposure to uh, African-American culture. So for many years, Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air were the extent of my experience in this area. I mostly knew Jazzy as the guy who Uncle Phil tossed out of out of the house pretty much every episode. It wasn't until years later that I learned that he was actually a DJ and him and Will made music together. So when it comes to Will's voice and his rap abilities, uh, he won't blow anyone away. Um, Will does a good job. He's He knows what he's doing. He speaks well. Uh, about 90% of the time, I think Will's energy and positive attitude kind of just gets him through everything. I think in hip-hop, that's a huge, huge part of the music. I think that's one of those things that kind of sets rappers and hip-hop artists apart. I think yeah. hip-hop artists tend to be a little bit more positive. More light, positive. Yeah, I Which agree. I like. Yeah. So, uh, Will is a positive man who raps without swearing and does not glorify violence. So that's something I really appreciate. And then uh, I would say Jazzy Jeff provides consistent quality and performance as a DJ. On the core of the album, he kind of plays it kind of safe. When you get to side three, so this is uh, from what I gathered, the deluxe version where there's an extra LP with it. So side three starts uh, with an old live performance and Will and Jazzy kind of just cut loose. 
the track is from Union Square in 1986. Will Will sounds really young in that video. Yeah, I can or, or that track, like really young. And then with the track um, uh, House Party Style, um, he shows at a young age, he really kind of knew his way around the turntable, and he really mm-hmm. wowed me. Um, I love the Vincent Price audio sample. This was something that Alice Cooper and Michael Jackson also did kind of in this era. Uh, Vincent Price was like an old horror actor with a really distinct voice. So I like that a lot. Uh, Side four uh, kicks off with a Steve Miller sample, which I also thought was great. Um, I want to say that the... um, the core of the album with the classic hits like Brand New Funk, Parents Don't Understand, um, Nightmare on My Street are just hands down just fun. <clears throat> I would struggle to find anything to pick any of those songs apart. Um, I would never be disappointed to put this album on and I'd always, always enjoy listening to it. But I think where this album really shines is the extra content. Um, I think Will raps faster and smoother and when Jazzy Jeff kind of just cuts loose, I think we really hear some really great things. Would I have bought this for myself? Maybe. I do have positive thoughts about both these guys growing up with them in my life. Um, I always liked that show. I just don't know that this album would have necessarily been an extremely high priority. Um, that being said, I think this is probably going to end up in a pretty heavy rotation. I would think I would probably play it equally as much as my Beastie Boys albums. Uh, so it's definitely a good pick. I'm definitely going to be keeping it. I'm glad. I When I learned that yours was an extended version, deluxe version, I was a little jealous. Is yours? It's not. Uh, mine's just a single LP. It's the regular album, which is fine. Um, it doesn't say it anywhere on the record that it's an extended version. Right, which is also kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I knew this would, it's hard to listen to this and not be in a good mood because it is so fun and light and positive. I would like to see these guys like play together. I know you had said, I know you had said that they did it a few years ago and there was some question about who gets paid for what. And you know, Will and Jazzy Jeff, I know you guys listen to our podcast and you're big fans. Just, you know, put the money aside and just go have fun with your friends. Just come to a show in Appleton. Just just James and I. It'd be great. Yeah. Aaron's got a decent backyard. I'll be a great hype man. Yeah. And I will <laughs> sit there and I'll listen because I have no rhythm whatsoever. So I can't help. <laughs> Jazzy Jeff is actually coming to uh, Summerfest this year, this fall. Um, and for those of you who may not be in uh, Wisconsin, if you're out there, um, that's one of the bigger music festivals um, every year that's held here. People come from all over the country. For yeah, this. It's, it's been moved from the summer to the fall just due to the, due to the COVID stuff. And they kind of extended it and made it a longer thing this year. So I think he's coming sometime in September, which would be really fun to see. I agree. I think I'm out of town. Yeah, I think I might be too. But yeah. Um, sometime. He, looks, he still plays in L.A. and stuff on a pretty regular basis. Yeah. So I would go see him by himself. And I bet he's actually a really good DJ. Yeah. I don't I don't need Will to be there to right. see him. I would still see him. Yeah. I'm not going to fly to L.A. to go see him. <laughs> oh, no. Definitely not. <laughs> All, right. All right. So on to new business. Yes. So I recently bought this record uh, myself. 
it, I had it on CD when it first came out, which I, I don't, it doesn't say on the back here. I want to say it was 1998. Yeah. Um, so this is Neutral Milk Hotel, which I think when James showed me this one, I told him this is an album I would buy just based on the cover alone. It's got a very 70s vibe to it's it. It's so awesome. Um, so it's got two, well, it's got a woman and a child, I believe, on the front uh, with their arms extended. And the woman has like a drum for a head, a little snare drum for a head. Um, it's called In the Aeroplane Over the Sea. I don't know anything about this band. The back side of it has a what appears to be somewhat of a mariachi band or a small marching band on the back, which uh, is also really cool. Very different illustration on that as well. I'm trying to find... This is a pretty album cover. Uh, it's from Merge Records. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that one. It's labeled as indie rock and pop. Again, another group I know nothing about, so we'll see how that goes. A little bit of an acoustic element to it as well, which I think it's which is right uh, up my alley. Skipped over and stuff, and I um, saw that at the Exclusive Company recently, and I went back and listened to it on Spotify, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, this is a good album. So I bought it for myself, loved it. And then I was like, I think Aaron Aaron could use some more indie rock. Oh, absolutely. So for me, I went a little out there with this one. This is kind of my first pick that I don't know how you're going to react to. It's this the best is, kind of pick. <laughs> this is what I would call kind of country rock. He is a more popular country artist these days. Um, so here is that. Wonderful pick. Let me tell you why. I know absolutely nothing about Luke Holmes. Perfect. Um, so we got kind of a, um, uh, I'm blanking on the term, church windows. Um, um, stained glass. He's got a stained glass uh, version of himself on the front. Um, the album's called This One's For You. Sorry, I had to, re- had to read it correctly. Um, it says it features When It Pours, uh, One Number Away, and Smash Hit Hurricane. Spoiler alert. I've never heard of any of these songs. <laughs> and I, I don't remember if this is his first album or second one. I know both of his first two were pretty big. Um, this is my favorite of the two. I think I've walked by and seen Luke Combs' albums, but mm. I've never, ever listened to them. Damn. I don't typically listen to like mainstream country often. Not to say that there's not some substance there. I mean, I'm relatively open-minded. My younger days, I had a strong anti-country policy. <laughs> but over the years, I've kind of... It started by listening to like the older country, like Johnny Cash and yeah. stuff like that. And then I kind of realized, oh, it's, country's not all bad. I think everybody kind of goes through that phase, too, where they say country music kind of sucks and then... There's always one artist or one song that you listen to that kind of makes you flip a little bit. It's fun. Um, well, you bought Zach Brown Band not that long ago, mm-hmm. and on that same auction um, for my wife, I got the Zach Brown Band um, Greatest Hits, mm-hmm. and I played that a couple times for my wife. It's, it's good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's fun. There's plenty of fun songs on it. Well, and you've got a couple of Sergio Simpson ones, too, which may, yes. may be considered more bluegrass. Well, he's re-recording his music in bluegrass format, which is what the Cutting Grass albums are. 
Um, but his other stuff, like the one album, Meta Modern Country, I like that a lot. Yeah. I've listened to that several times since since purchasing it. I would say this guy kind of pulls from like a Leonard Skinner kind of Leonard Skinner Southern rock, country rock kind of stuff. You're selling me, buddy. <laughs> I love Southern rock. Yeah. And an apple pie and hot dogs. Some moonshine. Baseball, moonshine. <laughs> I'm an American. Absolutely. So that kind of wraps things up. That's all we got for you. For us today. Uh, I know it's a shorter episode, but hey, that's what we got. Yeah, um, we got to go make time to go listen to our records we just bought. Yeah, Absolutely. So um, I worked this last weekend, which partially is what the delay between the two episodes. Um, So we are sorry about that. So hopefully the next episode won't be too far behind. And yeah. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out on uh, Saturday or whenever you may be listening. Um, We hope you got your records you wanted at Record Store Day. Yes, absolutely. no auction this week, so we can save a little bit tonight and tomorrow. And blow it on other things. Yeah. Aaron just bought some video games, so... Yeah, I I don't spend a whole lot of money, but when I do, I spend it in bunches. And I like to help Aaron spend money. That's my primary responsibility in our friendship. There are always worse things that we could be spending our money on. Exactly. So, like he said, thank you. Um, enjoy your day. And one thing you always got to remember... There's always more vinyl. <laughs>